This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. Go to freedom350.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number, 350.com, and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom350.com. Son of Joseph. This is Stu. It's actually Stephen, son of Stephen. Okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Weird, but it's a whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> but for but. today, I'll, I'll be Stu, as okay. many other days I am as well. Stu, son of Stephen. Yes. Stu of uh, Guilford, is it? Uh, no. no. No, it's not Guilford. <laughs> no. It's, uh, what is the city in Connecticut? In which I was born? In which you were born. Ossetting. Or no, no, I was born in... Um, Sleepy Hollow. Yes, yeah, it's not Sleepy Hollow, though. Terrytown. Terrytown, New York. That's Terrytown. Born, no. lived born in, in Terrytown, lived in... Where? Where did you grow up? Uh, early... Because I thought it was in the Guilford area. No, I, this is important stuff, because... I grew up I, very young, Ossetting, uh, New York. Uh, after that, uh, lived in uh, Clinton, Connecticut, as well as Clinton. Old Saybrook, Connecticut. Old Saybrook. Um, mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. all over the place. As soon as I got in touch with Glenn, but what about Guilford? It was a move every three days. Yeah, but where, what about where, the Guilford? Where did Gilford come? Gilford, I just uh, it over that in, time. I came in about a half an hour away from where I lived. Yeah, <laughs> fifteen minutes. Maybe, okay. Away from all right. Uh, all right. This is all por- important because no. people want to know the genealogy of uh, the people they're watching and listening to. See what I believe really important is really happening here. Mm-hmm. Is that you are trying to squash the rights of people, let's say, in the Lumbee tribe, tribe for just just a crazy, out of nowhere idea. Maybe you're trying to squash the uh, the mm-hmm. rights of well, the Lumbee tribe. The Lumbee tribe's rights have been crushed. We all know that, we know. and that's why the president is trying to fix things. The president wants high-speed internet access for everybody. Here's some of what he said yesterday uh, about this issue. Today, I'm in Cedar Falls to talk about how we can give more communities access to faster, cheaper broadband so they can succeed in Uh the digital economy. Right. And And I'm not telling uh, you anything you don't already know. Today, high-speed broadband is not a luxury. Right. It's a necessity. Absolutely. It's a necessity. True. This isn't just about making not it easier necessity. to stream Netflix. Right. Or yes. scroll through your or Facebook through news Facebook. feed, although that's fun. And yeah. And <laughs> you want, you know, it's frustrating yeah. if you're waiting for a long time before the thing finally comes up. Oh, I know. Th- this forever. is about helping local businesses grow. Is it? And prosper mm-hmm. and compete in a no. global economy. That's not what it's about. How on earth? That's I mean, not what, what it's about. What, what it's about is the government finally seizing control of the Internet that they've wanted their grubby hands on since day one, and now they found a way that they can do it. Yeah. And the way they can do it 
in a market that's totally happy with the way it is mm -hmm. already, is to tell you, okay, you might, you might be happy with it now, <laughs> but that's about to change if we don't get our grubby mints on it, and you're not going to be happy later. Wait, what? So we're doing a preemptive sort of strike on Internet freedom when it's as free as anything's ever been in the history of the world, mm -hmm. where it's more free than anything's ever been in the history of the world. Completely, almost completely unregulated, the, uh, the Internet. And now they're going to regulate it. And that's going to make it more free? You tell me. I mean, Ted Cruz talked about this brilliantly. Um, and he brought in the Telecommunications Act of 1937 that, that regulated uh, phone service and communicating over telephone and telegraph and you all know that why, stuff. You Pat? It's no longer a luxury to make phone calls. It's a necessity. Yeah. And here's the That's situation, right. and we're talking about right. small businesses that need people to have phone, uh, telephone access telephones. to survive. So we need to protect this. With what do you government. want to bet? They sold it exactly the same yep. way. And what happened at the end? Uh, let's see. Once, I mean, as Ted Cruz said, that shut down innovation on telephones for 50 years. Just the 50. Though. He said, oh, okay, they had the major innovation of the touch-tone dialing, mm -hmm. which, woo, that changed everything. Soon as the regulations went away. The whole world opened up. The regulations, they stopped regulating it like they were, and it exploded. It changed the world. Cell phones came around. The fax machines came around. Uh, Long-distance dialing within the country went away. I mean, when was the last time you paid? You worried about a long-distance phone call? Mm -hmm. You can call anywhere you please. I mean, it revolutionized the world when they took off the regulations. So this whole thing that they're trying to do with high-speed Internet is insanity and and to convince people who are already free that they're not free or they're not going to be soon and it's the government that has to intervene to make them free i i don't know how they pull it off but they are pulling it off i don't i, I maybe i guess they are i mean the funny thing is he makes says in that speech to a small business hey you know look this is not about streaming netflix yes it is Everybody who makes this argument that cares about it is talking about their damn Netflix, okay? Yeah. They, that's at least how they're trying to get everybody. Or sometimes um, Netflix gets squeezed down. Yeah. And they, we have one example of one company doing it once, which is now fixed after about a week. Yeah. But the thing is, Netflix had to pay to get that fixed. What kind of signal does it mean? Because we hate these bad com <laughs> co companies like, uh, you know, Comcast and Verizon, but we love those small local businesses like Netflix. <laughs> Netflix shouldn't have to pay all this money. What? They're not making any revenue. No. No, Netflix. they're a charitable operation that's d d streaming all these movies to you. You've probably never heard of Netflix because yeah. it's just a tiny, teeny little little company in Bemidji, Minnesota. <laughs> and so nobody outside of Bemidji has ever heard of them. Right. So you probably don't even know what we're talking about, and I apologize for that. This all started really, at least we became aware of it, back in about 2009. Was it, was it 09 when we first heard about the Lumbee tribe? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and an impassioned plea to people about high-speed Internet. My name is Rhonda Locklear. Hi, Rhonda. I'm from Pembroke, Pembroke, and I'm a member of the Lumbee Tribe of North Carolina. Right. I have two children, children. and like any mother, mother, I want the best for my boys. Of course you do. Jacob, my Jacob, oldest, oldest, is a transferring student transferring. to UNC Pembroke, Pembroke, and Isaac is in the eighth grade He's at not, Pembroke Middle School. He's not her oldest. Like most families, right. 
across the state and who either don't have access to high-speed high internet, internet who, or who can't, or who afford, can't it. afford it. We were stuck with dial-up service in our home oh, no. until two months ago. Let's stop it right there. I feel oh, that this... God. Wait, let us recover from that for mm -hmm. a second. We can't just move on. I mean, she has it now, obviously. Well, right. But she didn't have it <laughs> until two, two months ago. Let's say it's three months ago mm -hmm. before this time, which is now like five, six years ago. But 2010, three, March 9th, 2010. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. right there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's almost five years ago. But then back three months. Let's right. go back so three like months. So it's like January 2010. Five years before time. now. Let's say it's that time. Mm -hmm. She didn't have high-speed internet. She had dial-up, which meant that when she wanted to get on the internet like she likes, and when her oldest Jacob wanted to get on, mm -hmm. he had to dial a number and it would go. <laughs> and then it would take a while to load the pages like he likes. And so when he was trying to search for internet pornography, it would sometimes only load the forehead of the chicks he was trying to inspect. And sometimes it would only get as low as the eyelids before he got frustrated <laughs> and had you, to turn it off. You make fun of that, but <laughs> it's, with dialogue, it's a problem, right? porn was difficult. <laughs> I mean, you wanted to Thank you for the, Thank you. For the perspective. You, you Appreciate that. So, <sighs> so until two months ago, she had, uh, had dial-up service, which, I mean, did that cripple her life? Let's be honest. Did it cripple anybody? No. Were they being beaten? Were they were they poked with pickle forks? They were. Were they oppressed at a concentration camp? No. But they were frustrated. And, and look, it, it, of course, it's frustrating. You want faster internet. First of all, as we've discussed many times, it's uh, not a right though. I'm sorry. Both Dish and Directv uh, provide internet uh, through satellite mm -hmm. that is higher speed than dial-up. That is available anywhere oh, in America. Oh, it's much higher speed. Yeah. Now, look, is it as fast as, uh, you know, your no, cable internet? Not. Maybe not. A T3 uh, lane? No, it's no, not. No, it's not. It's, it's not, not. You know, it's not, uh, it's not the internet run, you know, uh, cables going to, uh, you know, Silicon Valley. I'm sorry. Uh, but it is available, and it, 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 can get you, it can get you access. Again, we're talking about is this, um, are you going to be able to stream Netflix movies? Uh, constantly? Probably not. Are you going to be able to get on your bank's website to do a couple transactions? Yes. Are you going to be able to go to Amazon and buy the things that you need that will be delivered to your house? Yes. Yes. And look, you can do the basic things on the Internet that are arguably a necessity at this point with pretty much any Internet connection. Uh, look, are there sites you're not going to be able to go to and get to work right? Yes. Are you going to be able to get to the porn uh, you know, that Jeffy wants you to get to? Probably not. It's, gonna, it's probably going to suck. Uh, Which is why Jeffy totally supports this Sorry. initiative. Un unintended <laughs> double entendre. Um, but yeah, look, the, the point here is that anything that is a necessity can be done on pretty much any uh, uh, internet connection. And look, it, internet access is not and a necessity not a right, any, of any kind, if, whether it's dial-up or high speed. There was a time... You know, back in the ancient times, in the 90s, when we didn't have Internet access well, at all. I think about your grandma. Your grandma, who doesn't care about the Internet, is not interested in it. Is she able to live? My mother doesn't have Internet. Your mother doesn't have it. It's just because she's not interested. She she's not she's interested not in it, right? Not that interested. I don't, want her, I don't want to cut right emails. I don't want that. I'm yep. not going to be streaming Netflix movies. I'm going to watch right. it on the old TV. Yep. Are they able to survive somehow? Somehow. Yes. Somehow. Proving it is not a necessity. She's going to be 90 very soon. She has lived a long life without Internet service. It's amazing. It's incredible. Now, has she been frustrated at times? Probably. But here's more from uh, Rhonda and her heartbreaking tale. We were stuck with dial-up service in our home oh my God. until two months ago. Oh. 
I feel that this has put my family, my sons in particular, yeah. at a severe disadvantage. Oh, of course no. it has. Of course it has. Oh, no. You kidding me? Isaac depends on the internet. Yeah, internet. To complete his assignments for school. Right. What a great lesson. He often Your uses kid. the internet to work on reports, mm -hmm. projects. Projects. Or, or often, often at, times, at times to just do research. Just to do, do some research often at times. I watched him struggle, mm -hmm. struggle with the dial-up service dial -up. and observed him get frustrated uh, and it's a because he could not move around on the web like he likes Lock and needed likes. to do. <laughs> Seemingly easy assignments <laughs> took him hours to complete. Oh, no. hours. No. It's very disheartening to watch. Of course yes. it is. Isaac Heart got very upset, upset. discouraged, discouraged and, and frustrated. frustrated. Because he could not he do what, what he, he needed to, to do. do. Like As a mother, it breaks my heart, breaks heart. and causes me to feel, causes her to feel that I have failed him and you in have. some way. You have, Rhonda. You have failed him. Well, I, you have failed so much in this him. I can't, you know, Every there are people, time I hear it. There are people with cancer. <laughs> you know, there are people who are struggling, struggling with actual frustrations, like not having a job. Not being able to eat. How do I put food on the table? How am I going to pay my rent? Am I going to live past three months? She is struggling with high-speed internet mm -hmm. access. And, and and the fact is, when she makes this she uh, impassioned plea, she has it. Yeah. Unbelievable, <laughs> man. It. It's uh, just unbelievable. And every time I watch that clip, I, I realize <sighs> something. I see something else. This time it was this terrible, terrible lesson she's teaching her children. Here is someone, she says, they are at a disadvantage. So what do you do when you're at a disadvantage? You don't work harder. You don't find out a way to overcome. You go and beg mm -hmm. the government to give you free <laughs> crap. What a terrible lesson that these kids were taught by this. And the yep. same thing with her. I yep. felt like I failed as a parent. Therefore, I needed the government to take away my failure for me at no cost. That's a great point. Yes, screw off. And here's, I got news for you, Rhonda. Screw off. Yeah. Here's well, the greatest point nice, of all, sure. though, however. Uh, she won. Oh, yeah. yeah. Clearly. Clearly. She won. This is the over. This is what, you know, Mitt Romney uh, didn't win because he said 47% of people are like Rhonda Locklear. Yeah. And by the way, they are plus some. Okay? 47% <laughs> was an undersell is and what it was. Really fascinating that a few years later, I mean, we laughed about this, played it over and over and over again. And then we ran across a story, and I forget where or how we ran across. We probably played that and then looked up the story. No, no, we, yeah, we played it, and we right? said, you know what? I bet she won. We went yeah. back she and did. looked. She, she did. did. The Lumbee tribe mm -hmm. got like $20 million yeah, or something for high-speed Internet mm -hmm. to get it in that area. And now it's going to be over, you know, they want it to, to be <sighs> everywhere. And what was the stat Amazing. you had today, Pat? 98% of people already have access to high-speed Internet. 98%. The market has done it to 98%. I mean, 98% of people in America don't care. No. Uh, I mean, many of the 98% do, but there's a certain percentage of that 98% that has access that doesn't use it. Right. It doesn't care. They don't, they don't want it. My mom is one of them. She has access. She could get high-speed Internet. She's not interested enough to go out and pay for it. She doesn't even I don't, she doesn't have a computer in her house. Right. That's, uh, uh, and somehow she lives. Somehow. She's somehow. able to, to muddle through she and, survives. and get through uh, 90 freaking years of existence Man, somehow. Just unbelievable. Triple eight seven two seven back. Eight 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 seven two seven B C K.
sick patents too. What two lying? What do you mean? What are you talking about? Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Small. Yeah. Small business. So fifty countries. Over 53 million subscribers. Oh, shut up. It's it's yeah. it's yeah. a little that's teeny not. company in Bemidji, Minnesota right. with 53 subscribers. They have 53 subscri- I think subscribers. That's what you misread. That's what you're, that. you misread, right? It's, it's probably was 53.000000 subscribers. That's probably Wait a minute. They, seriously, they have 53 million. Last wow. I heard, they had like 20, 25 million. That may have been the U.S. only. They have 53 yeah. million subscribers? Million. Think of that. What is it on average? <laughs> on average. It's about nine so, bucks a month for so your t- Netflix. Even, okay. even if it's five or six. Uh, I think it's around nine bucks yeah. a month now because you get the online service, yeah. you're streaming all the movies and whatever. 53 million times nine <laughs> is just a $477 million a month. A month. Just a small company. A yeah. month. <laughs> <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost, six half, almost half a billion a month. Yeah, almost six billion a year. I mean that's a lot of money, and that doesn't even—I inc- mean—it include whatever other revenue wow. streams they have. Right. And this is the thing, what's so, which is so incredible wow. about this: Netflix is making tons and tons of money. They're just as big and evil a corporation as the, you know, the the uh, cable distributors are, and in many cases more evil and large. And yet, and the reason why they make all these profits, by the way, is because. Comcast and Verizon and all these other internet companies Carry are them. paying for the distribution of their product. Yeah. It's like it's as if Amazon got all free shipping and they didn't have to pay anything to ship any of their products anywhere. Well, that's what the situation is with Netflix. They have movies, they stream them to you, and everything that happens in between, they don't have to pay a dime for. Like, well, yeah, that's a profitable enterprise. It's a, and I'm not criticizing Netflix. I'm a subscriber. I like their their service. I love it. But the fact that they have to pay a million or two dollars to Comcast to make sure that they don't get slowed down, I do not feel bad for them at all. Comcast should charge them whatever they want, and they can decide if they want that service or not from Comcast. First of all, uh, when you're making five hundred million a month yeah. you can afford the million you're paying to comcast or whatever to borrow their lines mm-hmm. right i mean it's it's not that big a deal and it it's inc- netflix is an incredible business I, huh? I i just every time i think about it i'm just i'm awestruck because uh it used to be the whole movie industry it, okay it started out you had to go to a movie theater mm-hmm. right then along came vhs and you watched it on that uh then uh uh, Blockbuster came around, Hollywood Video, and all those places where they'd rent you the videos that you could take home and put in your VCR. Mm-hmm. And then it was the DVDs, and then it's the Blu-ray, and all that stuff. So, But you still had to go to the store, physically rent it, bring it back home, mm-hmm. take it back after you're done. It was a hassle. Netflix had this genius idea. We'll start mailing it to people. Yeah. That way they don't have to bother with it, and then you don't have a late fee. So... Then the the innovation was: What if we put it online? Huh. What if we What if we just put some of the movies online, and we'll mail you some of the others? And then it transitions to what it is today. I mean, what an incredible business model! Yeah, what an incredible innovation po- in the way we live and watch and and enjoy entertainment. Just yeah. an amazing. And, and, wish I'd thought of it. And this is again the internet freeing everything, and this is why they want control of it. Yeah. I mean, you know, That's think right. about this. We we talked about this a, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, someone posted a picture. They had bought a 1997 Ford Escort. And in the 1997 Ford Escort, uh, Ford, one of the biggest companies in the world, put a welcome video so that you could see, okay, what, what, you know, what, what should I do with my Ford Escort? It's a promotional video or whatever, how to use your Ford Escort. It was on VHS. What in year was that? In 1997. Oh, yeah. So yeah. 
it was that since Something. 97. We've gone through VHS, to DVD, to mm -hmm. Blu-ray, to Netflix, to uh, streaming video, uh, and you know everything in between. We the advancements are happening so fast now, and this because is why this stuff of the internet and the freeness of it. What's what's what has That's been the amazing. increase in? Um, I would like to know the speed. Uh, of internet that has gone from just dopey lumby tribe lady over there just from 2010 the speeds have gone through the roof yeah well and if you go back further you know you start back in uh, and it wasn't it was it was 20 years ago really 1995 when the internet really kind of kicked in 94 95 because i remember we were glenn and i were in connecticut still we were at uh, at the new haven hartford place and uh and i remember getting aol and you used to have to load that into the thing, and I, I didn't even know what it was. I, I was confused about it. And then somebody taught me about email, and they taught you about going to websites. And AOL is a, it's sort of a freeway on-ramp onto the World Wide Web. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it was sold to you. Superhighway. And it was 14.4 baud, which I, I don't know what that means in terms of speed. But it's, it's, like going, it's like going two miles an hour on the freeway. <laughs> yeah. We're now going 900 miles an hour on the freeway. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's unbelievable, the innovation in 20 years. Yeah. It is unbelievable. If the government and, only had control of it, though, we would go that Does, much. It, seriously, they would have is there anyone who believes that? Right. No, is there well, apparently, anyone yeah. who believes it? And this is the thing. If you had to have given, what they would have done is given everyone uh, uh, in the planet, on the planet in the, in the, that was uh, in the country a 28.8 baud modem in 2005 and, and acted as if you should be happy with that because they're supplying free. Yeah. Uh, none of this yes. stuff would have happened. None right. of it would have happened if they would have put these policies in. It went 14-4, or whatever it was. Yeah. Oh, and then right. all of a sudden, it just turboed. Yeah. And you couldn't even count anymore. No. It was like, well, it's a T1 line. What's that? Yeah, what's that? Really fast. Well, you know what it is now? <laughs> Slow. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then with T2 and T3. Remember when you open up your Facebook page oh, and you, you know, you're waiting for it to load, to read, read the news line. Frustrating. I mean, frustrating. Today? Frustrating. As any mother. I think I had to, I think I, I think I blinked. A full blink. I know. Before it loaded. And you're pissed if you do. If you have to wait two Agonizing. seconds for a page to load, yeah. it's like, what is wrong with this thing? <laughs> two seconds? I can't take this computer anymore. I won't. I won't do it. Yeah. I mean, as Louis C.K. pointed out, you have that reaction on a plane yeah, you do. with your yeah. internet. You do. You're flying at thousands of miles or hundreds of miles an hour. <laughs> you're tube. still that pissed off in a tube. You're above. You're thirty thousand feet in the air, and you get that pissed off. My, my wife was trying to show me something, and and took my iPad to to put in the website and stuff, and then hit enter, and it was like literally she hit enter and. What's wrong with this thing? Yeah. I know that was like a second and a half. I'm pissed. She was legit legitimately pissed. Pissed off because it like, wasn't there in two seconds. And of course, Wi-Fi if, down. If, yeah, I know. <laughs> if you talk to your wife or anyone else that happens in that situation, you, you back yourself off and say, "Wow, that's hilarious that we're complaining like that." Yeah. But it's real. It that is. complaint is real. It is. And, and that's what they're taking advantage of with stuff like net neutrality. They're they're playing on the idea that you your instinct is to just bitch about everything when it doesn't work and look to the government to solutions because they've mm -hmm. been teaching you that's what you do. Ronda this Locklear is what Rhonda Locklear yeah. has done to her that. children. When you have issues that Pathetic. you don't like, you run to the government and have them solve them for you. And because mm -hmm. of progressivism over a long period of time, as Glenn has pointed out, 
an unending amount of times. That idea is so ingrained in, in people in the United States now that this will probably work. People will probably say, you know what? There is that future fear I have that my movie won't load quickly enough. So, yes, of course, regulate my Internet. Mm -hmm. That is, it's such an insane idea. It is. This is the ultimate proof that what we talk about all the time works. The Internet being something that is almost absolutely without regulation. It is thriving like no other invention in history has ever thrived. Mm -hmm. And yet here we are, after the success, coming in to regulate it. Look at the wealth and convenience the the Internet has created. If the government had its grubby hands into this 20 years ago, you'd still be at 28.8 baud. You would. You'd be, it'd still be dry, dial up. There'd be no innovation. There would be. There would be no Netflix. I, I can almost guarantee you that Netflix would not be Netflix today. Uh, you would not have Facebook. I, it, it would just. It would be too slow. You'd be too frustrated. It wouldn't get the things done that you need it to do. You'd be too what? Slow. Too. too. You said a word. Fr- Frustrated. Oh, frustrated. Frustrated. You pronounced that so <laughs> oddly, I couldn't even understand it. <laughs> All right, triple eight seven twenty seven back is the uh, is the number. I don't know. I'm call it if you want, or whatever. We'll be back in a second. It's a good self. Wow. Yeah. So frustrating. Common with you, don't laugh. Okay. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven Back is the phone number. Sorry, we're blabbing. Um, the Academy Award nominations came out today. Um, Yay! Uh, except you're going to be pissed when you find out what happened. Oh my gosh. White people. Oh my gosh. Dominated the nomination. No, please don't. White tell me that. people. Not white people. Wait, In fact, at least it's a country. Is it a country too? That's a minority of white people. That's what really pisses me off. No, it's a, it's a majority white person country, but it so still you're pisses me off. If statistics went the way they would, most mm-hmm. nominees would be white anyway. That's what I'm saying. However, that's wrong, and you know it. Oh, well. Even in a majority white country, most of the nominees should be black or Hispanic, <laughs> yes. Just like yes. the, just like in a majority white country, how all coaches should be black, <laughs> yes. uh, which we've found out over the years, uh, yes. oddly. Uh, it's kind of crazy, but, I mean, the, it, it, for the second time, was it the second time in the last two decades, I think, uh, all white meat. Uh, That's what they're saying. It's like the Wendy's chicken sandwich. Uh, It's all white meat. Mm -hmm. Which I've always thought, by the way, very racist. I mean, if you go to a chicken store and you you order Mm -hmm. all white meat, just know that you are a racist. racist. And your racistness is is known by other non-racist people. It's racialistic is what it is. Racialistic. I think that's a good Mm -hmm. word for it. Uh, What I was interested about, too, is, uh, and that is the complaint, by the way, too many white people. Even though best picture is Selma. Which is a cast of largely black people, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't count, apparently. Um, uh, they're, they're a little upset, and, and the, the nominations uh, have a lot of white people in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I thought was interesting, though, it also, is the fact that none of these movies are hits. Usually there's some movie that is a hit that came out yeah. and they'll put in there. Yeah. Now, here's the, here's the Best Picture nominees, and there's a little bit of a, an asterisk next to this observation. But number, the biggest grossing... Uh, Best Picture nomination was a movie I loved 
but it was the Grand Budapest Hotel, which, you know, is Wes Anderson. It's not a huge box office oh. sensation. Uh, the, they made $59 million at the box office, which was number one of all the Best Picture nominees. Mm -hmm. uh, number two was The Imitation Game, which, again, a movie you saw, Pat, you, mm -hmm. you liked but didn't I, think it was did. great. It was a good movie, but uh, it was Glenn liked a lot. irritating in some ways. But yep. it was a very good movie. Very, very good movie. Well done. But, again, an art house movie, yeah. uh, $42 million. Birdman, which was a c comedy starring Michael Keaton, which was critically acclaimed but not a lot of box office success, $26 million. The Theory of Everything, which was uh, Stephen Hawking's story, $26 million. Uh, boyhood, which was the story where they filmed over I 10, years, see that, 10 years. I want to see that, too. In fact, I want to see pretty most of the movies on here. I, you know, I, know. I do want to see them, but I haven't seen them like everyone else in freaking America. Mm -hmm. uh, boyhood, uh, which was filmed over 12 years in the summer of 12 years, so the kid actually ages naturally in the movie. I mean, they took a lot of time to make this happen. IFC Films put that out, $24 million. Selma, uh, which is Oprah Winfrey, the story of Selma, of course, $15 million. Whiplash, I've never heard of. I don't even know what it is. Do you know what Whiplash I is? No idea. Anyone know? No. It's really good. No one in, the, no, no one in here knows what Whiplash is? Dead silence. Apparently not. Amazing. That's a... It's about, about a oh, drummer. The drummer. I have seen previews for this. Yeah, it's about a drummer. Okay. Okay. It made $6 million. Now, the it, one addendum is yeah, this one. Yeah, the asterisk one. is this one, which is American Sniper. Because it will be a big hit. It will be a big hit. It just hasn't, been, it hasn't come out in wide release yet. Uh, my, it does my, tomorrow. It does tomorrow. My guess is it will be probably number one. Man, I want to um, see that movie. But it came out uh, technically um, last year to make it so it could be nominated for Oscars. And it was. Uh, and it was only in four theaters. Um, so I don't it's know if great. it's still in four or a few more now. Uh, but a great, great movie. Here's a piece of it you're seeing. But Bradley Cooper, as Chris Kyle, is absolutely unbelievable in this movie. You totally forget he's even there. You just think it's Chris Kyle. Like, I, you get to the mm. point where you just feel like you're just watching a documentary about the story with amazing camera work. Um, so uh, he was great, and he was nominated as well for Best Actor. Uh, Bradley Cooper uh, for American Sniper. Fox Catcher, Steve Carell. Got be uh, Steve Carell got a Best Actor nomination. Holy crap. It's amazing. That movie, Bur uh, Fox Catcher, is about wrestling. Wow, wrestling. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. And the film synopsis for uh, Whiplash is uh, Andrew is a 19-year-old music conservatory student who is determined to become a great jazz drummer. Yeah. His talent and fierce passion draw the attention of the school's most intimidating teacher. Seriously, uninterested. Fletcher. I will Not say interested. he believes that <laughs> students excel not through praise and encouragement but through relentless humiliation and fear. <laughs> not there's a, interesting. There, I will say I saw the preview <laughs> for it and while I agree with that that does not make me want to see it at all. No. However the preview of it the, the guy has a great line the teacher and he says something to the effect of uh, the the meanest thing you can ever do to anyone is tell them good job. <laughs> and it's like, you know, look, that's a little harsh, but in a way, this it's the exact opposite of, of our society it right sure now, is. which says good job no matter what you do. Mm -hmm. And in a way, I, there's an element of me that actually agrees with that philosophy. If you, if you kind of, it's not, not that really? harshly. It, well, not that harshly. That's, that surprises me personally. That you would well, believe that. I mean, it's pretty, I don't know why it would surprise you. I've never told you good job at all. That's kind of what I mean. Ever. Mm -hmm. Nor will I ever. Um, but uh, so, so kind of an interesting. Steve Carell is a Best Actor, actor yeah. nomination. It's pretty uh, incre incredible. Um, Theory of Everything, Eddie Redmayne, uh, Birdman, Michael Keaton, and Intimidation Game, Benedict Cumberbatch. You saw Intimidation Game. Was he really good in that movie? He's brilliant. Yeah, he's yeah, a good. He's I mean, he's obviously a very he's good just actor. a great actor. Uh, best Actress, uh, Rosamund Pike for Gone Girl, yep. Reese Witherspoon in Wild, Theory of Everything, Felicity Jones, Two Days, One Night, which I've never heard of, Marion uh, Cotillard. 
And still Alice, Julianne Moore. She's supposed to be really great in that. I guess it's like an Alzheimer's sort of tale. It's probably really uh, hard to watch. Um, but, uh, but she's apparently very, very good in that. Um, and uh, Gone Girl, $167 million. Yeah, Roseman uh, To Still Alice, uh, not applicable at the box office is what they have listed here <laughs> from box office so it has, It's made zero at and the box office? two days, one night made 169000 If you look Jeez. at this, we have a little printout wow. from box office mojo in front of us, really uh, which uh, they're really good with all the, uh, you know, the box office totals. But they have, you know, they have a listing for all the actors you can click on. Marion Cotillard doesn't even have, you can't even click on her name. They don't even have an entry for her yet. She's a Best Actress nominee. Uh, wow. You look at it; it's black because, oh, yeah. on our sheet because you can't click yeah. the link. There's no entry for the woman, and I guess uh, uh, they're reporting. I guess really against the odds. No one, no one expected her to get a nomination for that movie. By the way, sort of an aside because you're talking about clicking on links, um, and we we just see them printed out here in blue. And you know, if they're in blue, you could click on that link. There is supposed to come a time when you have a piece of paper in front of you with links that you can touch and click on. Oh yeah, yeah. and it will come up on your page. Computer paper is supposedly on the way. Nice. I cannot I, wait can you until the government gets a control of the Internet so that will happen. I, right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's a great point. Exactly. It will not. It, it'll be like, can you imagine, that might revitalize newspapers if they, if they can change and you can update stories and you can look at other things. Yeah. It'd be like uh, the Harry Potter thing when you I, see the front page of the paper and it's moving. I, although I guess what it is, just a tablet, right? I mean, right now you sort can of. get that on a ta from a tablet. I guess, yes, I, I guess so. Right, so yeah, I guess so. Um, there's another so one, by the way. So would a paper be any more? I mean, if you're I, just holding this, it is nice to have a light paper and in thin. Your hand. It is. A, it is nice. I do yeah. like it. Um, another, by the way, another invention. While we're at it, and it made me think of you, Jeffy, for the, all the uses you'd put this to. But they have something now. It's, I think the story's on the Blaze today, in which you can now touch things that aren't there. Like it feels as if. I, my first thought was, oh, God, what would Jeffy do with this? <laughs> like, you put your hand over this, and it broadcasts some sort of sound that you can't hear, but you can mm -hmm. feel. And, it, it, like, if, you, if there's a ball, for example, if there's a head of lettuce, mm -hmm. like yeah. I'm safe there, uh, you know, it's some other location in California. And someone says, uh, here's a head of lettuce, try it. And you, put, you can put your hand on it, and you can actually feel exactly what it feels like without anything being there. Like the over sound, the Internet? Yeah, over or? the Internet. So the sound is hitting your... By the way, this will definitely come if you get to the net neutrality. Don't worry about it. It'll definitely come. Um, but it comes up, and, it, and you can actually feel it. Wow. Amazing. That's so, I mean, this really, stuff is all wow. coming unless you're an idiot. And, and don't listen to Ted Cruz on... Uh, unless you're an idiot and, and do not listen to Ted Cruz. And I got news for you. Mm -hmm. I think lettuce will be way down the list <laughs> of things you what want to people touch. are going to touch. <laughs> this is why... I mean, you can, you can use your imagination on when you might be touching, and that would be a huge industry. This is why obviously. I reversed my initial example from yeah. the word ball. <laughs> yeah. why I did it. Yeah. Uh, best director, also for the Oscars, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, Wes Anderson. I mean, he is... It's so good. I mean, this movie looks unbelievable. Everything's just so precise. He is one of the, the best directors out there, I think. Uh, Intimidation Game gets one. Birdman, Boyhood, and Foxcatcher. My guess is Boyhood is coming. If you took the probably. time over 12 years to watch a kid naturally you deserve age, it. you probably deserve it. Yeah. Conspicuously missing is uh, uh, Clint, Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah. for American Sniper, Yeah, uh, so. which would have been nice. Uh, yeah, so let's, uh, I mean, you know, you can go into the screenplay stuff. Uh, uh, American Sniper did also get nominated for uh, Best best Adapted screen, Screenplay, um, as well as Inherent Vice. Did you see that, Jeffy? Somebody, I know, saw that recently. Mm. 
It could be your about. story. It could be really the title mm -hmm. of your docu mm -hmm. documentary about you. Mm -hmm. Inherent vice, uh, whiplash, <laughs> uh, theory of everything, and the intimidation game. Okay. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. There's more patents too on the way. I mean, what? You're not going to get the film editing? No. No. We're documentary not. of a short right. subject. Well, well, don't we, get me wrong. What we will get to, though, coming up is the uh, we made these bets at the beginning of the football season. Oh, and yeah. uh, now it's time to pay them off. Who won the football picks and what punishment is given to the loser or losers coming up? Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven Beck is the phone number. Championship games this weekend uh, for the uh, NFL. Uh, Ray Lewis, who is a Hall of Fame level linebacker, uh, is now an analyst, and he's not a Hall of Fame level analyst. Uh, <laughs> we learned that in this ridiculous clip on the Stephen A. Smith show. When we the first time we created something called a tuck rule, it's the only reason we know. I'm just being honest. The only reason we know who Tom Brady is because of a tuck rule. There's no such thing as a tuck rule. If the ball is in your hand and I knock it out your hand, whether it's going backwards, forward, lateral, sideways, however it's coming out, that's a freaking fumble. But guess what we created? We created a freaking tuck rule. All of these new rules, I'm telling you, and, and listen, it's their game. So they're going to run it the way they want to run it because they run it and they pay for it and all of this. But, man, there are, there are certain rules that should not be allowed to be in this game of football. <laughs> they don't go to that championship game. They don't go to that mm -hmm. championship game yeah. if that tuck rule, if that ball is, not, is, is called a tuck. What? That's a fumble. Charles Wilson made that man clearly fumble the ball. Uh -huh. And they uh -huh. named it a tuck rule, something uh -huh. that we've never heard in today's game. Mm. So now you got to ask yourself, when did the legacy really start? Hmm. Uh, wow, that was the ramblings of a madman. Well, yeah, and some of yeah, it I agree it was, with. I do, too. I do think they have a lot of ridiculous rules. The Des Bryant rule from this past weekend, I <laughs> tend to agree, is a stupid rule, and there's others that are dumb. However, Tom Brady... Is that was not, one of the dumbest statements ever uttered. Tom Brady... You wouldn't know him without the tuck rule? What are you talking about? The he's guy's a, won... He's gone three to Three Super, Super Bowl Bowls. rings. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Now, you can, you can probably fairly say... And I think the tuck rule is kind of... It's not, it's not a great rule. And I think, honestly, he's right. That was a fumble. If you're talking right. about it, it was against Oakland. And they would have gone to one less Super Bowl. You'd still know him. Yeah, I right. think so. Yeah. I think you might have heard of him. Uh, it's like saying you wouldn't know who Ray Lewis is without the obstructing justice charge. In a murder trial. In a murder trial. Yeah. Uh, no, I think you would know. He's still a Too many laws. Might have heard of him. I don't know. <laughs> too many laws. Yeah, that is kind of funny. Why they got this murder law? Well, it's not a murder law. It's clearly <laughs> only on. a murder if you really wanted to. Right. So ridiculous. So uh, every year we test our football knowledge mm. and ability to predict the season mm. with over-unders. You know, for example, the New York Giants are going to win more or less than eight games. And you have to you have to guess. We all pick five uh, teams, and then we have a challenge round in which you have to challenge somebody else's prediction. And we do this at the beginning of the year, and uh, we finally have the results ready to go. Here's what they look like. Keith Malinak, our phone screener, uh, went three out of six, three and three, uh, correctly predicting uh, New York, Arizona, and Miami, uh, and being wrong on Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and New Orleans. Jeffy, uh, Tampa Bay, and Philadelphia, he was wrong on, as well as Miami.
So he's three wrong, and right on Kansas City, Atlanta, and Pittsburgh. Then uh, Pat at, uh, was right on Green Bay, Houston, <coughs> Cleveland, and Detroit. Nice. Incorrect on Oakland and New Orleans. So he was four and two, and obviously these things usually turn out this way. I don't know if we need to reveal this. <laughs> I was correct on Denver, San Francisco, Minnesota, San Diego, Philadelphia. Wrong only on Jacksonville. Five and one, and as usual, I win. Like most as usual, I think that's the first time. I think so. Too. I think it's, it's the first time, time you won. Time. <laughs> we've done this for a long time, by the way. Was this four years we've done this now? Probably. This like would that? be our fifth year. Our fifth year. Wow. Yeah. And uh, Keith, you seem to find yourself in a very uh, last place tie again. Another last place tie for you. Huh. You lose most years. No, I've actually I've got I've got I've got the rundown right here. If you would like me, to I would like to hear. It. I know All I'm right. So in that. 2010, when we started this, uh, mm-hmm. Stu, you ended up in last place. Okay, that was and, the one time we and, didn't really and, have the rules that's worked right. out. <laughs> yeah, we really did, but we're still okay. tinkering. And who yeah. won? Threw in a tuck rule there. Uh, you uh, well, you gave the rest of us ramen noodles. I was in first that year, but I don't think that's true. I don't have all of those listed. I will oh. say this though: this is the way this works is you have to provide a month of lunches that's to right. everyone else in the competition so uh in the first year i of course got the spirit of the rule right by just bringing in a bunch of ramen noodles for everybody <laughs> so uh, let's continue let's mm-hmm. see here in uh-huh. 2011 uh i would have been the one that ended up in last place shocking uh-huh. shocking mm-hmm. give you guys some uh, beef bouillon cubes and a gallon of water <laughs> that was nice thank <laughs> you held you over for a month right yeah, yeah i think so uh in 2012 <laughs> Stu brought us all bags of popcorn i don't remember that oh, okay so you lost again there oh that's because he lost again well that's I, interesting. here's the situation is i won the other year which you didn't mention no you you have one in yet. first place no he didn't mention he said he didn't mention the winners yeah, I don't have those. Yeah, see, 2013, oh, last mm-hmm. year, Pat and I uh, finished uh, tied for last, oh. and we gave you guys 7-Eleven gift cards. Well, thank you for you that, by the way. Used mm-hmm. wisely. Mm-hmm. So this year? This year, it'd be uh, Jeffy and I in last place. Mm-hmm. Jeffy, last place. Get used to hearing that. In so the hold on a second. So, uh, I mean, that's the first time you've heard my name coming down this list. True. <laughs> you didn't win or lose. You're just a mediocre so, nothing. So you finished, Stu, you finished uh, in last <laughs> twice. Pat once mm-hmm. and Jeffy once. And how Kay. about for you there, Keith? Twice. So you guys Keith? are actually tied uh, for Keith? last with two last place finishes. Uh, uh, no, wait, Keith oh, has Keith a... has three? Three. That'd be three out of five. <laughs> I'd be in last place. That's right. <laughs> All right, so what have All you right. brought to us? Well, I've learned a valuable lesson this year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I hate it that I didn't know this ahead of time. I didn't think far enough in advance that I actually trusted Jeffy. Mm. To come up with our lunches, which we were supposed to do tomorrow, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so and now we're not doing it. So you tomorrow got nothing. Because somebody, you got a nothing. Fail going on right now. So, put this up here. And so Jeff, you got a sign here that, that reads "I O U Pat and Stu." I mean. Yeah, I go. came up with dessert though. Here's some uh, Werther's Originals. What I'll do though, dessert. what I'll do though, is if, right you're, if you're really hungry, it was delicious. Yeah, I was in charge of dessert. There's a dessert. If you're really hungry, what I'll do is I've got. How many come in this box? Seven? Seven. Yeah, there's, this is a week. That's like a week, right? Full week. Yeah, more where that came oh, from. Oh, wow. Some macaroni and cheese. Oh, nice. Some Metafast, Metafast macaroni, macaroni, and macaroni and cheese. So you got, each of you got you know, three and a half days. This is available for free. No, it's not available for free. Those are not available for free. This is uh, delicious, I'm sure, but it's not. Uh, Metafast is a it. company that charges for their products. They do. what they do. They do, but you, because you work for Simple to Lose and you do their spots, they provide free food. So you just took this out of our break room and gave us something we already have. 
You know what? Metafast is a company you. that has a. <laughs> You're it's pathetic. all about your health, Stu. You're pathetic, both of you. I want Shut something. Up. I want. I want a oh, real lunch. Oh, do you? Because <laughs> yeah. collection. That's I want, something I get for free already. I want steak for lunch. Oh, do you? Every day for a month. Uh, That's funny. That's what I want. You're, you know what? We will take. I think I can speak for Pat here. We'll take the mac and cheese bar buffet every day for the every show. day. <laughs> we'll take it, but with a chef who's actually making the mac and cheese bar fresh. And we'll need new varieties a daily. Yes. Obviously. So you guys take care. How of many that. different varieties of mac and cheese are there? Oh, there's many. Quite a, a lot. There's, there's many. Quite a few. Life is getting I might good. want to explore this bet payoff. Actually, I'll yeah. get back to you on that. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys, and uh, we really do appreciate your failure. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> And by the way, who is it that's in the <laughs> NFC Championship game this weekend? Again, the, uh, uh, it's a Green I Bay know, Packers. I don't know. Green Bay Packers is oh, it's the not Seattle the Philadelphia Seahawks. Eagles, the Seattle right? Seahawks. They're in there. Green Bay really? Packers, Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> I don't know. Don't I don't make... watch football, obviously. So there is a green team, just not one I'm from the East Coast. Do me a favor. Don't make me uh, root for the Seattle Seahawks, please. Because <laughs> I, I may have to get there if you continue. <laughs> I know that's not true. There's no way you get there. <laughs> no, you're right. Seven two seven bet. Now, if you've been watching Glenn's show at five all week, five Eastern, four Central, I guess it would make it three Mountain and uh, two Central. Uh, two, so there's two Pacific. Two Pacific. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right, right. What's the uh, time in Hawaii? Is that on uh, noon? Would be my guess. Sure, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. He's all week. We've been doing this uh, Red Storm special, and it, it's chilling. I mean, we've heard about this Alexander Dugan guy. Last night, he introduced another. Uh, person into the mix, and uh, he was also asking whether or not history will repeat itself. Here's a little piece of the show last night. Russia has been chipping away at a master plan, a plan that few, if any, have even taken note of, and no one has shown you. You know the history, we've shown it to you, and the brain behind it all. Tonight, we're going to try to show you what possibly could be coming next, and it is critical that you understand this, because Putin... How he reacts could drag the entire globe into World War III. Putin, Alexander Dugin, and like-minded elites dream of rebuilding a Russia that dominates Eurasia. In the old days, and we showed this to you, in the old days, Russia owned all of this from the blue line out. This was their spiritual center. In fact, their spiritual center was right here. That's where... Russia really had its heart. Then, in World War II, World War II gave them all of this territory. Now all of that is gone, and now they're behind this green line. Russia, if you look at the maps and the things the way it used to be, Russia was this enormous country. And then what happened? Then it shrunk down. The days of Ivan the Terrible and every way, every step of the way since has been trying to grab that land back. The only difference today is the enemy now isn't the Mongols or, or Nazi Germany. The enemy is like it was in the Cold War. It is America. 
This struggle to dominate and restore the Russian Empire needs fuel, and the time-tested way for Russians or anyone to fuel the fight is through nationalism and religion. Nationalism, how do you boost nationalism? Well, you promote and propagandize anything that would unite ethnic Russians. Remember I told you last night, ethnic Russians, after um, World War II, they needed to make sure that these became Russian and never went back. So what they did is they took Russians and they put them and they transplanted them all in through these Soviet satellite states. And they became Romanian Russians. They did everything they could. Now that the border has crept back here, now all these ethnic Russians find themselves in another country. This is really important. The other thing you need to do, besides nationalism, to make sure you speak to each of these people and say, you're Russian. You're, you don't belong to Romania or Bulgaria. You don't belong to the Ukraine. You're Russian. The other thing you have to do is you look at history and you tap into the Orthodox Church, your bishops. You put the focus on your religion. You're seeing this now play out with the targeting of gays in Russia. You're seeing this play out with Putin bashing America's lack of morals. He is positioning Russia now as the moral beacon that will lead the Christian world. For example, this will blow your mind. In Paris, the cathedral of Notre Dame, they couldn't afford their gigantic Christmas tree this year. So who saved Christmas? Vladimir Putin bought the tree. Even sent a Russian Santa for the lighting ceremony. Another effective means is to unite under a common enemy. When Putin invaded Georgia, he blamed the United States. When Putin invaded Crimea, he blamed and used both religious and the common enemy, blamed the United States for our lack of uh, moral standards. He said Crimea is as sacred to Russia as the Temple Mount is to the followers of Judaism and Islam. Watch. This enables us to say today that Crimea, Korsun, her son is of huge and civilizational and even sacred importance to Russia, just like the Temple Mountain is to those who follow Judaism. And this is the way we will treat this territory today and forever. Understand? Jews need the Temple Mount. Russia needs Crimea because it's their spiritual center. He added that the United States would have found a way to issue sanctions even if they didn't annex Crimea. Putin is indeed following the platform laid out by the influential radicals like Alexander Dugin. But they're not satisfied with him. They are urging him to do more. They are true radicals. This is a dangerous time for Vladimir Putin. He's enlisted the help of far-right European radicals, and now he is not delivering on promises. So how far will they go to make sure they get what they want, what he promised them and them? Tonight, we're going to look at all of the scenarios and war game, what could happen next. But I want to do so under the original premise that I laid out from the Fox days. I said these things would come, that radicals would unite from all walks of life, and they would begin to create chaos and destabilize the West 
destabilize Europe and then the rest of the world. So let's look at that. What is it that Putin has really done with the map? Because Putin sees a few things standing in his way of this Eurasian dream. We're going to look down the road and look at the roadblocks and see how Putin is going to handle them. First, the United States and the European Union alliance. Putin knows defeating the U.S. and the EU via military is not going to happen. It's just too much. To, to, you don't want to climb that hill. So the first option has to be something else. Well, that's where Alexander Dugan comes in, in his philosophy in Russia, and then export it to Western Europe. What is Dugan's philosophy? Well, like with Karl Marx, it's consciousness. But it's not class consciousness. It's, it's, um, or, uh, it's racial consciousness. You, you try to reach into people and say, who are you really? See, we're different than one another. We're not a melting pot. You're Russian or you're French. You're Christian. You're German. The Russians unite on the Orthodox Church, their culture. For Western Europe, it's self-identity for each nation-state. Nobody wants to be a part of the EU. People identify themselves as French first, Spanish, Italian, not European. So when somebody comes in, let's say from Algeria and moves up to France, and they don't want to be a part of the French culture, that plays into the hands of people like Dugan and uh, uh, Vladimir Putin. Because he can say, you're French, send them home. So how is he exploiting this? Well, it's very easy. Far-right groups currently rising up all over Europe. People think that this is not connected. It is. Now is the perfect time because of especially places like Greece and Italy, uh, France and Germany and Spain, the economic stress. And naturally, the fingers are pointing at the immigrants who are coming in, sinking the boat and taking the jobs. It's already happening organically. All Russia has to do is just pour a little Dugan gasoline on the fire. And if that fire burns hot enough, it destabilizes the West. It destabilizes the region and promotes independence. And if they can provoke nations to move towards an eventual break with the EU, eventually you break it all apart and you neutralize your top enemy. Now, if that sounds far-fetched, remember what Scotland just voted on. They voted on independence. It was the highest turnout in their election history, and it was a fairly close vote. It's 55 to 44 percent. With the withdrawal from the EU movement gaining steam in the U.K., you've got something here. Conditions are ripe, and Russia is reaching out to almost every major far-right nationalist group involved in European unrest. Don't believe me? Let me show you. First, we go to Greece, the Golden Dawn Party. That's the neo-Nazis. Uh, Pegia, that is the, um, the Nazi party in Germany. Um, the um, party, the, uh, 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 how do you say this, Tiffany? Ataka party in Bulgaria. Where is Bulgaria? The Jabik party in Hungary is also on his list of payroll people. The Freedom Party in Austria. You have the... Um, the neo-Nazi party in Italy. You have Party for Freedom in the Netherlands. And then you have the last one this week, the National Front in France. Hmm. He seems to be positioning his people outside of his border. By the way, the Russian banks just loaned Marie Le Pen 9 million euros. 
they, the Le Pen people said, no one else will give us a cent, but Putin will. And now we know why. The architect is playing the long game. He created the Eurasian Youth Union. Hmm, what is that? Looks darn familiar. Somebody else created one. If their symbol looks familiar in this youth union, it's because it's the same exact symbol we showed you yesterday that is an ancient magic symbol from the pagan days that stands for chaos. Chaos, the same thing the Twelvers are looking for in Iran. Russia is just beginning this escalation. Remember, real economic strife has not even hit all of the world yet. We have seen depressions or recessions. We've seen joblessness, but we have not seen a global depression yet. Nobody has seen what the world is about to see since the 1930s. So all bets are off as soon as the, the dollars start to really collapse. The far right, the Golden Dawn, Le Pen, they are poised right now for positions of real power within their government. It also plays right in to Russia's hands. But how long can Putin hold out? Because the economy is in real trouble. To make budget, Russia depends heavily on oil. Prices have collapsed more than 60% in six months. Uh-oh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, this has prompted the Russian government to say on social media the oil and gas economy has exhausted its potential, and we can't guarantee stable growth or encourage investment in the real sector. They're not even pretending to be optimistic right now. Instead, they don't blame it on their incompetence. Guess who they blame it on? The West. Putin said that at least 25% of their economic troubles are directly due to President Obama's and sanctions against them. But remember, Putin is operating under a Dugan view that America and the EU and all other Western imperialists are manipulating global financial institutions. Geez, when's the last time we heard a fascist say that somebody was going to manipulate economies? I remember it's the fascist in World War II that blamed it on the Jews. But that's not, oh, wait a minute. That's why people who are Jewish are starting to freak out because they've seen this movie before. He feels the fix is in to make the world remain pegged to the dollar. Listen to this, America. That's why Putin is committed to destroying the dollar. That's why Putin has tried to create his own version of the IMF. That's why Russia, along with China, have bought out and bought as much gold as they possibly can because their economic security is making him wobble. So get your gold in now. They believe that the Western debt-based economies are going to collapse. That doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that's probably right. How do you possibly keep going on? We're printing money. Yes, it possibly will go down. And so then what happens? China and Russia are betting you go back to gold. With the combined gold reserves of Russia and China on top of their existing natural resources, their economies would be unstoppable and even more formidable if they are combined with the oil and gas from the Middle East. A Middle Eastern ally is crucial to the goal. Why don't we have help sent to Iran? There's another reason to cozy up. Why don't we send help to Syria? 
Do you see the problem? Now, the problem for Putin is how can you, how long can you hold out? Are you going to be able to survive the current economic crisis? This is the only guy playing a long game. Right now, we're playing today, 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 today. Look at the pieces that he's moving because he knows the world's about to change. Inflation right now is at a frightening 17% for Vladimir Putin. Russia's finance minister called a cut in planned spending to weather economic crisis, warning that if a 45% billion drop of revenues is going to happen right now if the average price of oil is $50 a barrel. But this January, it was $45 a barrel. He is already under immense amount of pressure, and he's getting backed into a corner. So what happens? Man, what happens when you back a bear into a corner? Well, if the saying is true that history repeats itself, you're not going to like the answer. Triple eight seven two seven Beck, eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. It's patents too. Welcome to it. Uh, yesterday, uh, Trey Gowdy was um, uh, kind of fired up about something, and uh, I guess it was you know uh, stopping Barack Obama, I- essentially. House passed a bill to defund Obama's immigration orders, which is great because first of all, I don't think he signed any. Did he? What I keep hearing is he threatened, said he was going to. And never did sign the order to uh, sign any kind of executive order to make a... Uh, yeah, that's what we've been hearing. Now, and everybody acted as though every, all the action since has been as if he signed it. Yeah. Well, I think he did. He, if I can remember right, he was talking about how Congress would have an... I'll, I'll be happy to see if Congress wants to work with me on this. Remember he kept saying that? Like, right. if they're going to work, if they're gonna work with me, then I can reverse this stuff. Yeah. Maybe he's just giving a little bit of an extra window on that front. Uh, maybe. But this measure passed 236 to 191, 10, 10 Republicans voting against it, two Democrats voting in favor. Okay, 10 Republicans voted against defunding Obama's effort? That's amazing. Who are these guys? Uh, we need to find that out. We need to find out who voted because the House passed the measure to defund the immigration orders. 10 Republicans voted against that. Who are they? Yeah. Well, like, uh, who are those turncoats? We're going to look into that. Let's go to Jeff Fisher for the name. Jeff names. Fisher, Jeff, go ahead. Give us the names, if you would, of who voted against defunding the uh, immigration orders by the president. There was Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve. There was Fred. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. don't. You yeah. always blame Steve. Steve did not do that, Brad. <laughs> we'll get you those names uh, coming up. It's uh, interesting. There was another vote yeah. as well. Um, this is, I think, uh, Marsha Blackburn's amendment to uh, halt the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program. GACA, which lifts deportation for some illegal immigrants who came to the United States as children, and that was uh, approved as well, uh, 218 to 209, a little bit more narrow. Mm. Again, more, even more Republicans voting against it. Mm-hmm. It's not as if we, we said that there was going to be a lot of weasel Republicans, though. Uh, we were, of course, criticized by that, but this is showing right off the bat that there's already dozens. Right. Now, Trey Gowdy, speaking of uh, during the debate yesterday, uh, said this about Obama's actions. 
House Speaker, President Obama announced one of the largest extra-constitutional power grabs ever by a chief executive. He declared unilaterally that almost 5 million undocumented aliens will receive deferred action under some newfangled definition of prosecutorial discretion, Madam Speaker. Not only that, not only escaping consequences, Mm -hmm. He has decided to bestow benefits such as work authorization and immigration benefits. This, Madam Speaker, despite the fact that the very same president over 20 different times said he lacked the power to do what he just did. <laughs> and he repeatedly said he's not a king. Now, Madam Speaker, his position may have changed. No, no. After the election, I hasten to add. No, honey. Don't but do the it. Constitution has not. That document is clear, time-tested, and true, and it says that this body passes laws, and it is the responsibility of the Chief Executive, Madam Speaker, to make sure that those laws are faithfully enforced. If this President's unilateral, extra-constitutional acts are not stopped, Madam Speaker, future Presidents will no doubt expand that power of the Executive Branch and threaten the constitutional equilibrium. This is a fight over whether this branch of government will ever find the courage to stand up for itself. The same document. Yeah! Yeah! Go ahead. Go ahead. Cheer for me. Yeah! That's what he should be doing right now. Yeah! The same document that this and all president swears to defend gives this body certain tools. Tools like the power mm -hmm. of the purse. And it's about damn time we use that tool. So I would ask you to oppose you this bet. motion to recommit, support the underlying bill, and I would yield back my time. I agree with whatever that meant. But exactly right. He's really good in these kinds of settings. He's really good at the, at the hearings. He's really good at speaking like this. Uh, and then some of the luster is rubbed off when he votes for uh, Speaker Boehner again. With or doesn't no run against Lindsey Graham. Or doesn't run against yeah. Lindsey Graham. I, and it makes you wonder, okay, well, what? Where is he really? I, I don't know. I mean, he's great on certain things. I'd like to. I'd like to hear where he stands on on some other issues and see just how conservative conservative Trey Gotti is. Because the impression we've gotten from these hearings that he's so great at, and when he makes a stand like that, is that he's super conservative. Maybe he's not. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. That's the thing, uh, Gotti. I mean, we like Trey Gotti. We think he's pretty I do good. Like him. Yeah. I think what he seems to be at times is just a really good prosecutor. Yes. Yeah. You know, he's very yeah. good at coming at you with a very well-stated case, which, by the way, is needed in the Republican Party. If you're super conservative or not, at least you have somebody who can articulate uh, these ideas a little bit. That's kind of nice. However, exactly. you're right. I, he does seem to be very much in the game. You know, he's, he's, he voted very for much. Boehner. He, very much so. He has not criticized people like Lindsey Graham, who no. obviously deserve it. Wouldn't, um, wouldn't even consider running against him. No. I mean, you know, maybe he prayed about that and it wasn't right for him, so fine, but... Um, <clears throat> there's some signs there that maybe, I, I, don't, I don't know, maybe he's not exactly who we think he is. Or, I don't know. We'll have to look into that. 888-727-BECK. Uh, something we don't have to look into is uh, Barack Obama's pledge that uh, people are going to have to play by the rules now. That's you know, and, and I think he means that on immigration. I think he means that with the Obamacare laws. I, people are just going to, he's going to pin them down now. And you're going to have to play, let's make sure everybody plays by the rules. Uh, here he is telling us that over and over and over again. This country succeeds when everyone gets a fair shot. Yeah. Thank you. When everyone does their fair share. Fair share. 
when everyone plays by, by the, the same rules. rules. Same rule. Despite repeated denials by these. President Obama's aides that they'd ever extend the March 31st deadline, they did just that today. They, they did. An economy where okay. everybody plays by the same rules. Republicans right. note a lack of statutory authority has not stopped the president from unilaterally changing the law more than 30 times. Oh. We'll make sure that everybody plays by the same rules. President Obama signed two memos aboard Air Force One setting his unilateral immigration changes in motion. It would make sure that everybody plays by the same rules. And bypass Congress in order to grant de facto executive amnesty hmm. for up to 5 million illegal immigrants. We're asking everybody to play by the same rules. He's a former <laughs> lobbyist for Fannie Mae. Is this part of a broken promise from the president? I mean, he did say he wouldn't have any lobbyists in his White House. Make sure everyone plays by the same rules. The hell is this, a joke? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is, Mr. Boehner. Mm -hmm. Funny, so, huh? Yeah. Funny, funny joke. Funny, funny, funny. <laughs> it just makes me dislike him even more. Yeah. Uh, oh, I it's, know. Uh, it's not, not nice. Yeah, it's not good. He's I mean, not, we've dealt with this nice. now for six, going on seven years. Yeah. Long, uh, I'm a little tired long. of it. By the way, the, uh, CBS it. News reports that you can now get Mexican birth certificates in the United States. Yay! Yay! How long have we been asking? I'm actually torn on that one because... They don't usually seem to be interested in them. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if, a, if, a, if a Mexican citizen is in the United States, he can get a Mexican birth certificate. Maybe that's good. It might be. Uh, it's kind of, it was kind of my thought when I saw the story. Well, they're, they're trying to, I mean, right now they're just stealing somebody else's identity. If they have their own and their own birth certificate and it's from Mexico, maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. I mean, the, po the problem I would have with is if they are giving them American birth certificates. Yes. Which, of course, I guess that, they but do. That, would that right? surprise you? Yeah. That no, would not surprise I, I me. I assume the they least. have to, right? I yeah. mean, I mean, obviously, yep. there's that. Uh, you know, you are born here, you're a citizen type of arrangement that we've been mm -hmm. doing for quite a long time. What I was mean, the story you sent I me was today? Just looking at it right uh, now from from New York City with uh, yeah. De Blasio. He's New York giving, City. He's giving uh, identification cards to illegal aliens. ID cards because yeah. it allows them to feel like citizens, so they can enjoy. The same benefits as actual citizens. So they won't have to be second-class citizens. Yeah, Here's the thing, Here's the thing Bill. They're not any kind of citizen. They're not second-class. They're not third-class. They're not fourth-class. They they're are, not well, they're, a class of citizens. They're fifth-class No, citizens. they're no class of no. citizens. No, they're, they're six. No, no, no. Okay. No class of citizen. Right. That's They're right. not a citizen they of can any be kind. Here. Like, like, if I go <laughs> on a vacation... To uh, Toronto, uh -huh. I am not a Canadian citizen. Uh, so you shouldn't be treated like a second-class Canadian no, citizen because you're not, not a second-class. I shouldn't get any of the or a first-class Canadian of their citizen. Social welfare program. You're not a 19th class no. Canadian citizen. You're not any kind of Canadian citizen. No. Stop it. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents to come. You just keep complaining about his domestic policy, but when you mm -hmm. realize how well his foreign policy is working, we can talk yeah, about right, that next. Right. If you're we not going to hide, we should get into it. We should. You should get into how good it is because it's good. I mean, I, I don't want to mislead anybody. <laughs> his foreign policy is awesome. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu. I'm just looking at this headline right now that says Bill Clinton uh, defending Obama, uh, and it looks like he was on I don't know one of those late night. Uh, who is this guy? Seth um, uh, Myers. Myers. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he's on at wh whatever three thirty five in the morning or whenever uh, Seth Myers is on. <laughs> and he said he was defending Obama, 
uh, and said that sometimes presidents just need to play golf. I can't figure this guy out because at one time he'll say, you know, something really, really bad about him. And then the next time he's like, yeah, he's doing a pretty good job. I, sometimes a guy just needs to play golf. And besides, he's not picking up the fat chicks like I did. He's pretty, he's doing a pretty good job. And then other times you think he hates his guts because he beat Hillary and, uh, and they took away the Clinton dynasty. So I, I don't know. I don't know where he stands on, on uh, Barack Obama. You have to assume he needs his help uh, at this point. I mean, if Hillary's going to win, they're going to need the infrastructure. They're going to need probably true. assistance. It's probably um, true. So that's why you're he's right. now laying the groundwork that he's a good guy. He's done a good job. <clears throat> but isn't he back and forth like that? Just seem, yeah, I would yeah. say you're right because he says stuff that's like sort of uh, undercuts him at times. Definitely. And uh, you Definitely. Know, praises himself and says how he did a good job and not, yeah. not as much now. Uh, so, yeah. He's done a good job in Syria, I'll tell you Oh, that. he's, such you that right now. he's done a great job oh on my ISIS gosh. and ISIS, in Syria. ISIS uh, is, not, is not gaining ground at all. No. Uh, you well, have to understand, he's taken action now to stop that. So they're not, yes. taking, they're not gaining any ground in Iraq and certainly nothing in Syria. Uh, you heard anything about Syria lately? Um, you know, it, it kind of seems like a big deal um, mm -hmm. that an entire country is being taken over by ISIS. And you might say, well, wait, I haven't heard anything about it. They probably are just, <laughs> like, fighting back and forth. Uh, no, no. They've gained about half the country. Look at this map. This is current as of January 10th, 2015. It's according to the Daily Beast. And you see the red area mm. is controlled by ISIS, which is about half the country, would you say, Pat? Uh, yeah. Now, yeah, what, I what I find to be amazing about this wow. is... Wow. Where's Damascus in that? I, I don't know. I was looking for that earlier. Um, but uh, there are... If you look at the... See the lime green area, Pat? Uh-huh. Um, so there's one to the, uh, the west and then this, in the, towards the south as well. There's two little patches of lime green. Those are the only areas controlled by the Syrian regime. So Assad now controls two... I mean, maybe it's 10% of the country? Gotta be kidding. Now, they are. Wow. If, there's a lot of different categories here, such as, uh, op, uh, you know, uh, ISIS and then regime contested is the orange block in the middle of the uh, red ISIS uh, wave there. Uh -huh. um, so the regime is still fighting for that area, but do you think they're going to be successful? They're surrounded completely by ISIS in every direction. Uh, and you look at it, they, some of these areas they may be able to hold on to for some time, but it, first of all, the regime's in serious trouble. And if it falls, it's going to go most, most likely to ISIS. There's Al-Nusra, uh, whatever it is. They're there. The, there's some Kurdish areas that they may hold on to, actually. Uh, Israeli patrols a small area down uh, in the uh, yeah, Damascus south, uh, west. is over by Lebanon. Thanks, Jimmy. To the left there. Of the, right. The left it's it's in the Syrian control area, right? Yeah. I, I did, it's got to be, right? Yeah. They but can't, outside of can't that, have lost their capital. They pretty much have their capital in a little patch in the south. Yeah. That's about it. Everything else. But this map is old. So, I mean, we, been, we could have made some headway. It's a couple of days uh -huh. old. That's true. That is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I'm still looking for, <laughs> I cannot find Damascus on this map. I just don't think they, they labeled it. Uh, maybe they didn't. Yeah. Uh, are these, are, maybe these are provinces or, or counties from whatever they use over there. Yeah. Uh, various areas of it, because I don't see. Show, show the map. I don't see right. Damascus here. Yeah. It's to the, I believe hmm. it's to the, uh, I don't know, I mean, I'm not a Syrian expert. Interesting. But the interesting thing is, we, uh, you don't need to be a Syrian expert to see that our policy is not working. 
Um, ISIS is, gosh, despite our air attacks uh-huh. and our constant bombardment, supposedly, is gaining more and more control of this country and is in a really good position. I mean, there's a Syrian opposition, uh, you know, area that is controlled, which is, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I guess what we would look at as positive right now, I, I guess. It's so hard to de- decipher these groups. Supposedly, there I don't know are, who to root right. for in this thing. Do you? No. You've got you've got Bashar Assad, who we don't like. You've got ISIS, whom we don't like, and you've got the opposition, whom I don't like. I I don't know anything about them except that they're uh, mainly Al Qaeda related. Yeah. I mean, it's what I was going to say. Like, How can you like any of the side? This is the you know the opposition is the side that likes us. Yeah, the opposition is the side that we supposedly like, yeah. which is. We are, they don't like us, but we are using our, you know, resources to help them win. Uh, not, apparently, not that successful. This reminds me a lot of the Bosnia-Herzegovina uh, yeah. in a Gata Davida war. So good. It was uh, the whole thing um, that wound up in that really long and obnoxious drum solo. Um, <laughs> so uh, nobody knew who to root for then either. Nobody yeah. knew what was going on in Bosnia. Were the that. Serbs the good guys? Were yeah. the Croats the good guys? Uh, I don't know. Who was well, actually playing the drums? We and who know. played the drums? Just who know. is Iron Butterfly? I don't know. Is Inagata Davida, Herzegovina? I don't even know where these places are. Who cares? And nobody knew. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew then. Nobody knows on this thing now. Yeah, uh, it's really murky, well, and right. we shouldn't be involved. If I'm uh, if I'm correct in my remembrance of history, it was mm-hmm. sa- very much the same feeling about uh, the Island of Spice. Um, there's yes. a battle there. Uh, oh no! Oh no! I forgot. Oh god! I forgot. Well, I, uh, Look what you did! Look I, what you did! Mmm. Mmm. We took a lot of heat <laughs> after did we stormed for- the island. But it was warm. <laughs> Why? Yes, it was warm. <coughs> Why'd you take heat? People didn't see the good that we were doing. I think they see it now. You didn't do anything we did. What good did you do? You didn't uh, do anything. On the island of Spice. Battled back communism. It was ugly. Can we? It was. I'm sorry for bringing it up. Can we not? (laughs) I know you're very hesitant to talk about it. Very sensitive. So I'll go in another direction. Uh, Saudi Arabia (laughs) is building a giant wall. You all right? They are building a 600-mile wall. Wait, who is? Saudi Arabia. <laughs> 600-mile Great Wall, combined, which is a combined fence and ditch. The Great uh, Wall of Saudi. The Great Wall of Saudi to keep uh, ISIL out of their country because they border Iraq. Is it going to look like the wall that we've got along our Mexican border? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> it looks like that the wall we designed over that border, however, never actually implemented. It looks like the Jeff Fisher Great Wall. Um, there it, it does. Um, it, it's got uh, basically three mm. levels of uh, fencing. Uh, and uh, a road, so uh, it can be constantly patrolled, as well as a nice big uh, section of his sand berms. 600 miles they want to do. I don't blame them. Yeah, I, would, I mean, I would be interested in that, uh, too, if I'm Saudi Arabia. You, you realize how, what a bad job our government is doing in Iraq. And uh, luckily, though, they won't go around and just go through Kuwait, because Iraq would never go into Kuwait. They've got, uh, they sent, I guess, 30,000 troops to the area, too, right now. So they're, they're very concerned about this, uh, as probably as well they should be. Saudi Arabia is not the kind of regime that ISIL is going to be friendly to. They're not extreme enough. They need to be more extreme. Now, they're extreme enough for us, far more extreme than we'd like to see them. I mean, they, uh, what did we just find out recently? Did we not find out? And are we not finding out as time goes on and some of these things are, are declassified? Saudi Arabia was heavily involved in 9-11. That's my belief. And so they're not our friends. 
they'll never be our friends, and we continue to act like they're our friends. I don't know. I was on a Ron Paul site, and I learned apparently that they were not. It was an inside job. Have you heard that yet? Uh, apparently, 9/11 was 9/11 an inside, an inside yeah. job. Didn't even Wait, realize that. The Ron Paul site said well, that. Well, the Ron Paul Institute. The Ron Paul Institute said that 9-11 was an inside job. Well, that and, of course, the uh, Charlie Hebdo shootings, obviously, was a false flag. Uh, I mean, I think you knew that already. You didn't yeah, even need the Ron Paul Institute to tell you that. No, well, I mean, you could, well, I guess you can kind of surmise it, but going to the, the Ron, Ron Paul, Paul Institute uh, would clear um, that up. It's going to clear that up as fact. Uh, and I'm sure, by the way, Rand Paul thrilled mm. by the writings on the Ron Paul Institute website. Thrilled. It, so, is he, are his true feelings now coming out? Because well, I've always suspected he, he believed 9/11 was an inside job. It's hard not to suspect it after this. Uh, yeah, this is by the way the second Come time on. this has happened. Did you ever wonder? Did you ever ask him why they attacked us on 9/11? No, no, Paul. I mm, run. Uh, I, I, I didn't. Uh, never. Not one. I didn't. I didn't ask. <laughs> of course, him. we've considered it, and uh, it does. It's not. Nine, it's not an inside job. It's not because we have a bad foreign policy. It's uh, because mm. of uh, Islamic extremism. I think we can be safe to assume that. However, that a, no, that, Islamic extremism is a false flag. It's not, well, that is a false, a false flag. flag. The whole thing doesn't even exist. But uh, Ron Paul uh, apparently <laughs> oh, um, reprints these articles from some writer, um, which has heavy um, uh, incidents of 9-11 trutherism, and, and this time Charlie Hebdo trutherism. Mm -hmm. um, however, it's not like he's just like, okay, you know, like, Jeffy believes is a 9-11 truther, and we reprint his articles about unrelated things on our website. No, he's actually reprinting the articles where Jeffy makes strong arguments for 9-11 trutherism on his website. He's the founder of the Ron Paul Institute, as you might guess, and he's allowing this to happen. He's defended him in the press before, the same guy. And it's like, we're talking 30 40% of these articles are about how we all fell for the official story about 9-11? I mean, I don't, like, Ron Paul overall, you know, look, we've had him on a million times, and I think he's done a lot to alert people about libertarianism and uh, smaller government, and he's he's argued convincingly for many of those things. Um, however, he's doing harm with this sort of stuff. This is harmful. Yeah, and, and you're right, Rand can't be excited about that. No. Because whether it's fair or not, he will be tainted by what his dad is saying. It's it just, it's almost unavoidable. Triple eight seven two seven back. There's more patents too. Uh, that's pretty much inevitable at this point. Yeah, uh, not much so. you can do about Hang it. Hang on. We'd like wow. to give you an out, but there isn't one. No, there's no way around it. It's coming up. Somebody said brisket. I don't so. have control over myself when it comes to some things. When it comes to what? Chips and queso. Chips and queso? I can't, I can't be around it. What do you mean? Because I will eat all of it. Well, what does that have to do with anything? We don't have any of it right now. I know. Well, she's talking about getting some. Oh. How are we on? Well, get some then, for the love of heaven. Yeah, we're on. See the show then. Might want to sit down and shut up. Eat. I was talking about <laughs> chips and queso, and it's obviously more important than whatever you're going to blab on no, about. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because I'm going to talk, talk about pizza. And how to steal it. Okay. Okay. Um, here's I mean, uh, What do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're about to find it out from somebody else. Uh, 
Dave Hacks. We'll see if he knows what he's talking about. How to steal extra food without anybody knowing. Clever trick here for you. Today, I'm going to show you how to steal pizza without anyone knowing. If you're going to share a pizza with some friends and you cut it in the normal way, you can't really steal a couple of bits for yourself without anyone noticing. Even if you spread out the other pieces, it's obvious there's some missing. <laughs> so with the next pizza, what we need to do is cut a strip straight out of the middle here. Oh, that looks good, man. Mm. Using a sharp knife, carefully cut it out and put it to one side. Mm -hmm. okay. mm -hmm. Then push the two halves together, <laughs> rotate it 90 degrees, and do exactly the same again. <laughs> Tell me you haven't done then that finally, before. Then finally, push all four pieces together and cut it as you would normally. <laughs> Transfer it onto a plate and it's ready for serving. And no one would know any different. You can take this through to your guests and keep yourself a nice, generous serving. Pretty cool, huh? What makes that good? That's not stupid at all. What makes that good is that you get you have that right there, the extra that you cut out. Plus, the person who has the pizza feels bad and gives you a couple of those pieces. Yes, that's how you get to be Jeff Fisher sized, right? Now we know you have new policies now, but back in the day, this was probably a trick you executed many times. Policy, yes. Oh my gosh, yes. God, that pizza. Even though that pizza doesn't look amazing, I want that pizza. And I want that looked other pretty pizza. good. I love Canadian I bacon. That's what that looked like. Right uh, oh yeah. It's amazing to me though. This is yet another day. Did we? Did I miss something for the new year? Because this is another day that we're talking about a specific food, right. and yet the person in charge, Natasha, has not provided that food for us to discuss. I. This is a great I, point. I'm, right. co I'm confused. Did something change? Was there a was there, a budgetary crisis? Was there some something sort? I'm not aware of? Because you can put that on your personal card. They will take it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no one is. No Hello? one said you had to put it on the. Did you say you had to put no, it on the I corporate didn't say card? That. No. no. Okay. Mm -hmm. Why don't you put it? Put that on your personal card next time, Natasha. Solve these issues. And plus, here's another food item we're about to mention, which I want. Oh my gosh. Which I want. Which is not here. It's the eight thousand calorie breakfast. Why don't we have the eight thousand calorie such breakfast? What's the big deal about calories? You just eat the breakfast. Where's the eight thousand calories? A British breakfast? cafe has introduced the queen of all breakfasts. A 59-item spread that, that packs in 7,778 calories. The Quarter Cafe's Monster Mega Breakfast comes across uh, slightly mm -hmm. redundant. It has eggs and omelets, fried potatoes, hash browns, toast, and fried bread, plus okay. bacon, yep. sausages, mushrooms, chips, onion rings, black pudding, I don't know what that is, tomatoes, and beans. So this does not sound good. Uh, I don't know about that. It costs about $22.50. Can uh, you see it? It's for uh, uh, there is a time limit attached. I want to see. You it. have to polish it off probably in a certain time. Let's uh, let's take a look. Here's the uh, British Lucy cafe. from the Portshead Cafe Corner Caf, um, and we here do the Monster Mega Challenge. It's a massive oh, breakfast. Right. Tell me that. And, uh, you have Good. To do six Ooh. bacon, six sausages, six fried eggs, two three egg omelets, mm. four portions of fried potato, six black pudding, six hash browns. Bowl of chips, two portions of tomatoes, two portions of beans, wow. half Toes. of a grilled tomato, Tomato. four onion rings, four portions of mushrooms, four toast, two fried bread, two bread and butter, and washed down with an energy drink or a pint of milkshake. So five people so far have tried wow. the challenge, but none have succeeded. Uh, you have to sign That's a way to do food. the challenge. Um, we have a set of rules as well. There's some no way she could eat that. Come rules on. that you have to um, uh, go by. I know, but at um, least she's given it a shot. It makes me like her a lot. If they prepared themselves more, maybe they could have pushed themselves female. a bit more. A couple of them said they'll be coming back to try it again. 
but it's definitely a challenge, hence the reason it's called Monster Mega Challenge. Mm. We've had one person who had about a quarter of it left, which is pretty good considering how much food there is. Please. So the black it's pudding is, is that like a cookie? It looks like cookies, I don't know. Uh, That's a lot of food. A lot of food. Too much food. A uh, lot of food. Jeffy? Too much food? Have you ever had a meal that large, would you say, in your life? I'll bet you have. I bet you probably have. 8,000 calories? I'll bet yeah. you have. Oh, that's right? easy. The, my, my problem is is that <laughs> they easy. is the speed eating. Yeah, you know, you're not time. a beer. No, yeah. I'm like the Kenya. I'm like the Kenyan the, runners, the man. Kenya. I, I like distance. Yeah, it's a marathon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like <laughs> distance. Okay. You're the Kenya? I'm, like, yeah, I'm the Kenya okay. of eating. Like they are with running. You're right. Now, I understand mm -hmm. the analogy. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, music, I would say. All right. I would say it's a music. Uh, by the way, there's some <laughs> cell phone company that has launched a new, I can't remember which one it is. And it's like, because I noticed in there they had like six uh, toasts and six, you know, hash browns. And say, and there's some cell phone company that's doing that. And it's like six live, or no, 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 it's Subway. That's what it is. It's Subway. Their new promotion is six subs, six meals, six dollars. It is literally the 666 promotion. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, now, look, you might not, you know, but obviously I don't think their subs are Satan. But it, you'd think just in a culture where a lot of people would notice that, that it wouldn't, it would somehow not pass through all the, uh, yeah, you would think. All the sensors yeah, or something. You, oh, you I, I don't know. Think. In the company? Like, they would just be like, <laughs> uh, guys, do we really want to run the 666 special? Is that a good idea for us? Uh, no. Apparently, uh, it is. Say so, go to Subway, that's six, six, amazing. Six. No. It, it's real. I, Simple $6 menu. Yeah. Uh -huh. What does it say? Yes. Yeah, well, it doesn't. It says uh, six of our best six inch sandwiches, bag of chips, fountain drink, just $6. So, I mean, I'm, six as, subs, six meals, $6. $6, right? Yeah. Not good. <laughs> it's weird. I didn't think that one through. No, apparently not. I don't know. So. Oh, that's the simple six menu. That's a great idea. Let's run with that. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. Okay. Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. You can now, bring the piece out now. Uh, the Oscar nominees are out, and oh. uh, we mentioned them a while ago. But uh, something that probably won't win an Oscar, the Fifty Shades of Grey, is about to come out in. Is it March? Mm -hmm. Is that when that comes out? I thought it would come out Valentine's Day. Have you seen that the uh, there's some anti-pornography group that is really pissed off about its rating? It's rated R, but apparently they say it's way too hard for even that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's kinky, a uh, lot of sex, nudity. Well, I mean, it's all about... That's, uh, what, the, that's what it's about. What's it, yeah. Is it about, like, uh, you know, punishment and, and such? Uh, like uh, the, pain? And the lady... The lady S and M, uh, right? Yeah, the lady has all kinds of ideas of uh, she wants to try new, different, exciting ways to have sex. Have you actually read the books? Have you actually I have read not the personally books? read the books? Who has that you know of? Well, my wife. Oh, has she really? So you've heard about it from her. I mean, are you interested yeah. in the movie based on what you've heard about the book? I don't know that we've. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think that's way too softcore for you, honestly. All right. Anything that can be in a theater is not something you want. <laughs> oh, there's... See you tomorrow.